Welcome back to Brown, Bad, and Bothered. If you're new here, I'm your host, Andrea, and I hope you have a wonderful time exploring this podcast. So today's episode is a little bit special. It's the first time I'm having a guest on, and it's not just any guest. It's David, my boyfriend, the love of my life. Um, so David, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name's David from Australia, Adelaide. In, in South Australia, 28, um, lived in the UK for a little bit, now living here in Dubai. Yeah, and that's where we met. We met in Dubai. We've both been around the world a lot, and Dubai will always be, I guess, a special place for us. Today's episode, essentially, I put up a question um, form on my Instagram and asked you guys to submit some questions, relationship questions, whether it was specifically about us as a couple or our thoughts on relationships and love in general. And just want to make clear I've not seen these questions oh yeah we we haven't cheated well I haven't cheated I don't know what's coming so yeah we 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 might need a safe word or something if I need to (laughs) stop the recording if it gets a little bit too much but I think you'll be fine um all right so the first question how did we meet and who made the first move (laughs) (laughs) why are we starting this off with the with the hardest one we um we met off a dating site, um, Tinder, and we just, I think we we just had really good conversations and um, it seemed like a, a good fit and things seemed natural and then we just we just met up from there and yeah. it kind of it grew from that. Yeah. I will like to add that I did make the first move though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. Next question. What red flags do you look out for? Good question. Red flags. Try to stay away from over-emotional people. <laughs> Is that a dig at me? Well, it's just—I mean—that's the one that comes to my head, and I've just realised that I didn't realise that red flag was showing till later. But um, wow, thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. So try to obviously the obvious ones that I think about when you ask that is just obviously watching how they treat um, other people, um, what their friends think of them. You know, if. There's always drama. That just seems like an immediate red flag for me because I'm, you know, I try to stay away from drama as much as possible. And if someone's just always having, you know, problems and mm-hmm. and arguments with their, their friends or their fallings out and things like that, I, I just try and stay away from that. that. That's a pretty big red flag for me. Um, and also just their relationship with their parents is, is another one. Yeah, I agree with all of those. But yeah, red flags for me, I always try to notice how guys speak about women, whether it's their mothers or even an ex, right? Like when a guy is so quick to be like, oh, my ex was like a psycho. But mm. like, was she a psycho because you cheated on her and kept lying about it? Or was she a psycho because she was genuinely a psycho? So another important thing for me is I try to pick up signs if the person could potentially be like very possessive and controlling um the small signs to be like trying to control where i'm going like is he overly cautious or worried about who i'm with what am i doing what am i wearing and that's you know not the type of person i want to be with essentially um, yeah that that makes sense i know uh, i'm pretty sure i've told you this story before but i know one of my exes you know a long time ago a major red flag was you know, if she was like, if I ever catch you doing something wrong, I'm going to sleep with your dad. And that was oh, like, no. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that's a red flag. Yeah. 
And then obviously lying, like honesty and trust is really important to the both of us. And I know that's something we value a lot. And, you know, just catching someone on in the early stages where they're lying or being shady and like even over-exaggerating, right? Because like when you first meet someone, you sort of want to show your best self to Mm. the other person. And sometimes people have to tend to have the habit of over-exaggerating who they are and their stories. And that's something I pick up on because it's like, those small white lies add up yeah actually i'll make that i think that's the the most important red flag for me is just you know honesty is is massive and not even just honesty you know with your partner but small white lies you know even if you're with your partner and you see them lying to their friends about you know where they are or something like that that to me is is a major red flag because you just want to be you know certain that there's a um, full honesty in a in a relationship and you can can trust them so yeah that that's number one the next question is what was your favorite date of ours i really liked well the the first one that we went on where we went to that uh that uh, theme park mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun that was good i th- my memory's bad for anyone yeah. <laughs> asking so you know yeah, it's not that i didn't enjoy these dates but i've just got a shocking memory that i think is the best one but we 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 did go to i think it was valentine's day where we went to little miss india here in dubai and i really liked that um that night but usually any dates involving activities we've had a lot yeah. of fun we we've enjoyed yeah i agree um i think my favorite is also the img theme park and it also happened to be my birthday, so our first fun actual date out was like a birthday celebration, which was sort of special for me because David didn't grow up celebrating birthdays at all. So it was just nice that like, you know, he did something special on that day for me and it was cute. All right. What is our height difference? I mean, I, I don't know how tall you are, but I'm 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 six one. I'm like five three, so I, I it's never I mean like I think it's ideal, but Height's never really been a concern. Yeah. yeah. Except sometimes I'm just right under your armpit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. The next question is, what are the most important things for you in a relationship? I guess this goes back to the first one. Just honesty, being able to be, you know, myself. And I think that a lot of people, and I've made the mistake in the past, is when you meet someone who you think, you know, you're attracted to and that there's a good fit there or, you know, there's someone that you want to be with and you kind of sacrifice a bit of yourself to to be with them. And at the end of the day, it's not very sustainable long term because you can't... Um, You can't be yourself, which is, and that's what's, you know, really good about our relationship is, you know, obviously I didn't reveal my total self, you know, (laughs) weird, silly, crazy self, you know, early on. But, you know, the fact that we could eventually let that out and just be, you know, ourselves and and do the things that we want to do and not, you know, feel judgment or anything like that, I think is... It's it's got to be the most important thing in a sustainable relationship. You know, even though we live with each other, we give each give each other time to be ourselves, do our own thing, de stress in our own spaces, and that's something I really value. And like I've grown to value more um, compared to the start of the relationship. But also that I think another thing that's very important for me in the relationship is that I feel safe and secure. You know, in previous relationships, sometimes I was scared of my partner or scared of how they would react about certain situations or talking about certain things. And with you, like when I'm with you, 
the best feeling I feel or the feeling I feel the most is like I feel safe and secure. And that's very important, especially as a woman in mm. a relationship when you tend to be the victim of like multiple types of abuse, right? Yeah, of course. Um, all right. So the next question, who said I love you first? Um, you did. But I was planning to. I think it was at a good. It was it was good timing. Yeah. Um. You said it, but I was, um, planning to say it. Yeah. I'm just gonna share the story about that. So yeah, yeah. Go for it. I remember there were many moments when we were hanging out, and you do something silly, and it was right on my tongue, where I wanted to be like, "Oh my god, I love you," and I'll just like keep holding it back because I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if he's on the same page and stuff." And I think at that time you were also planning to say, "I love you" first. And it was really sweet because you were trying to learn how to say I love you in my mother tongue, Malayalam. Mm. And there was just one night when in this period of time where I was just like, I can't hold it in anymore. And I just said it first and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I didn't have to try and attempt to say it. <laughs> Honestly, your accent probably would have been better than mine. Mine's really, <laughs> really bad. Three qualities your partner must have. Okay. They need to be... It sounds bad saying smart and intelligent, but obviously I, I do. I am, you know, attracted to someone who's smart and um, intelligent. You know, honest is another one. And there's so many. Um, <laughs> you know, you want someone that's fun, that's friendly, understanding. I mean, <laughs> there's literally so many. What's your three? Um, intelligence, compassionate. Okay. And um, values, independence, identity i'm like the least compassionate person you know yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) but you can come across as not compassionate but you've really grown to be and you've grown to be really understanding and affectionate and yeah yeah it's true what do we argue about the most um what do we argue about the most what do we argue about the most i I guess i think it's love languages yeah okay yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've obviously, yeah, that, no, that, that's, a, that's a great point. It's definitely love languages. It's, it's usually like, hey, can we spend more time together, or like, yeah, exactly. Or, time, times, a, times a big um, deal in my life, and I'm pretty selfish with my time and what I like doing with it. And spending time with each other is something that um, we find about a lot but also just how we express love i mean we've we've had a lot of conversations about this and you know what did we decide on do i have a love language not really Um, no genuinely david really doesn't have a love language he is just in his own world where he's doing his own thing so it's been and i'm someone who probably has all the love languages especially verbal and physical so it's been, I wouldn't say it's, it's been a challenge being able to reach a healthy compromise where like, obviously he feels like he's not completely changing who he is. And I feel like my needs are sort of being satisfied. So it's been a give and take situation. And it's not like we've had horrible, like yelling fights mm. with each other, but like most of the time when we do have moments of being regarding love languages. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've, we're finding a middle, middle ground. Yeah. We're, we're not quite there yet, but yeah. But we're um yeah we're getting there yeah and I think the most important part of it is even though we do I wouldn't want to say fight about it it's more of discussions mm. but it's being healthy like I was in previous relationships where 
I didn't know what love languages were and it was something I always had an issue with and it genuinely would turn into these like really volcanic fights being like you don't love me why aren't you doing this like you know I do this and that whereas like with you it's been like an open discussion because now we both know what love languages are Mm -hmm. um so also side note if you don't know what love languages are check out episode two because I go into that and I explain how important it is to understand your love language whether you're single or in a relationship so yeah yeah I mean I don't I think this is a problem like um I don't need someone to tell me that they love me and I also don't need what's the other one I also don't need gifts yeah. So it's kind of like what I, what I accept is like you doing the dishes <laughs> instead of me having to do it yeah. or like, you know, getting a, you know, head rub or something yeah. like that. Like that, that's, that's I how feel, I, what do I enjoy? Yeah, I feel out of all the love languages, you probably are more inclined to acts of service. So what's it like being in an interracial relationship? I don't, it's never been a factor for me. Um, and that's that's the the honest truth. Um, it's never never been a, a negative factor for me. I haven't read into it at all, and um, I think it affects more the minority person in the relationship rather than um, someone mm-hmm. like me. For instance, it's not something that I get judged upon. Obviously, yeah. you know, it's never even come up in a discussion with my friends or with my my family. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something that I've ever really spoken about with you know from outside people there i mean the only thing that actually plays a factor is obviously and it's it's you know a good thing is just learning what other the other person's culture is and you know when meeting your family and things like that and learning different things and experiencing different things you know they're all great things that i like but i think it seems to be you know i might have this wrong but it seems like if there's going to be a negative factor it's more going to be on your own minority judging you almost kind of like selling out or something yeah, like yeah, give yeah. that type of that type of vibe of like hey you're dating like a colonizer or something like that yeah. you know you know um i don't know maybe you can talk more yeah so more. The, ne- the next question actually is the best and worst parts of an interracial relationship and i guess i'll answer that yeah yeah um so the best parts definitely are that you get to immerse yourself in a new culture and you get to learn more about the person you love, where they come from, and maybe new values and traditions and heritage that you wouldn't have come across. And within the South Asian community, most of the time, parents are like, no, you can't be with the white man, you can't be with the black man, or you can't even be with a brown person of the same race, but because Mm. they're in a different religion, it's a huge thing. And like, luckily for us, that's never been an issue. And like, it's a huge privilege. Mm. Um, But I think the worst part for me is that like, when I do have conversations with brown people, they expect me to basically credit how good of a partner you are and that like our relationship is serious because they sort of like, oh, he's a white man. He's not actually going to marry you. Mm. It's like a phase. It's for fun. And like, yeah. And then I think the other thing is like, you're just with me for the passport, right? Yeah. yeah. There's, also, <laughs> there's also that. And there's also like, um, it's a weird cultural thing, right? Like when a brown woman dates outside of the relationship, she's seen as a sellout it's like oh you have internalized racism you're like chasing a white man especially like when you're dating a white partner it's like oh you're chasing a white man it's like this whole like you're like basically a sham and stuff Mm. but then like when a brown man dates outside of his race and like dates specifically a white woman um 
he's congratulated he's mm. like oh my god you've won like the best trophy like you made it dude you made it and it's like it's so fucking hypocritical yeah um and like i've definitely like received really rude messages from like angry brown boys calling me a sellout and like you know like racist messages being like oh you're not worthy to be with like a white man and stuff but yeah strange probably, yeah it's probably like the worst part but i don't let it affect me so yeah how do you feel about how much time you spend together um this is a good question because i mean we'll probably have different views on it because i mean i think i spend too much (laughs) (laughs) no we've we've um we've been good on this i mean mean, how do i how do i answer this there's i have a lot of things that i like like andrea said you know i've got my own little little world and there's hobbies and things that i like doing and Mm -hmm. my time is you know super um precious to me and i think a lot of in my last um, relationship, uh, looking back at it, a lot of the problem that I had with it was the fact that so much of our time was consumed with, you know, basically spending time together watching Netflix or just watching your show just because, well, it's the only really thing that you can do. And it was, it just felt kind of like a, a time waster for me. Um, it was more of that you were suppressed and you couldn't like do what you wanted yeah. to do. When you were around that person. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of dreaded almost spending... It almost got to a point where it was like... I, I dreaded spending time with... Um, with, And this is obviously nothing against the person. You know, it was just we didn't communicate well. I didn't communicate well what I actually... Mm-hmm. What I actually needed. And yeah. we just kind of got into a, into a um, bad position. But, you know, I essentially dreaded spending time with it just because I wanted it. I had a long list of other things I wanted to do. So I think we've got, you know, a good balance now where we, yeah. we, you know, try to spend time with each other, you know, every single day in some different format. And, yeah. you know, I try my best to, to create things where um, we are, that I would be, it sounds, now I sound so selfish when I'm talking about this, but, you know, things that I would want to do, like, for instance, you know, now we'd, we we take tennis lessons, you know, once a week, which yeah. that's something that I would want to do naturally. And the fact that we can do that together. Yeah. You know, I will just add that, like, I do enjoy tennis and I've played tennis in my childhood. So it's not like he's forcing me to do all these things. Like, mm. I just want to add that, like, David does find activities that we both do enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And... I think that I'm happy with the amount of time that we spend. I know sometimes I'll be like, can you spend an extra 30 minutes with me giving me hugs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like genuinely, like if you ask me, I'm happy with the amount of time we spend together. And I'm really happy with the fact that I'm not one of those girlfriends where you come home after a long week of work being stressed and then I give you shit for wanting to play video games. Like Mm. I'm happy that we're both comfortable with each other and like you can literally spend four or five hours playing video games, doing your own thing. I'm doing my own thing because if you're playing your video games, I can be lazy in bed and watch Netflix. Yeah. And then like maybe like every hour we come and give each other a hug and a kiss and then we get on doing our own thing. And you know, like Yeah, I agree. I'm and I, I I think you're going the other way where now you're like, oh I want my own my own space for a bit. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which is great. <laughs> All right. So the next question is, and I think you may have already answered this, but what lessons have you learned from past relationships? Yeah, I mean, we we spoke about this um, a couple times. I mean, one is just that 
it's not going to be right the first time, unfortunately. And well, I don't think anyway. Obviously, there's a lot of people like your parents who kind of their first relationship, mm-hmm. you know, worked. But I think knowing um, knowing what's right and and what's wrong, being yourself, um, and a lot of the time you kind of imitate what your parents relationship and, and mm-hmm. what they have and we've both been lucky in the sense that you know both our parents are are together and are decent you know role models um in that sense but for me it's been trial and error <laughs> and just understanding you know those, those things of I want to be an honest relationship I want to be myself and I want my own space and you know yeah. it, it's weird I, I feel like I feel like people have a different view on relationships than I do in yeah. a sense that they do, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I the the relationship that I like is, you know, two people that, although we make sacrifices, you know, we're both essentially doing, we're supporting each other and what we want to do in life, um, living lives that are parallel to each other. Um, I don't want to be in a relationship where you sacrifice everything you've ever wanted to do mm-hmm. because you want to be with me and I want to sacrifice everything I want to do to be with you. And we, and that's what I feel like I see a lot in other people's mm-hmm. relationships is two people that come yeah. together and it's kind of like, you know, um, like to, I don't know what the, the physics word for it is, but just kind of like, you know, two positive atoms that I don't know, come together and they just give this void of just nothing and everything they both wanted to do just nothing comes out of it yeah and I think also like a lot of people get into relationships because they don't want to be alone and they're looking for like a source of actual just affection and reassurance whereas like you're sort of you're one of the people that like loves independence you really Mm. do and you live a very independent life so for you you don't need affection you don't need reassurance of any kind and you thrive in like independent alone time doing your thing or Mm. whatever so like you should like i i understand where you're coming from where like your approach to love is quite different from Mm -hmm. like the traditional or like what you commonly see um i could quite happily be alone for the rest of my life (laughs) which scares which scares you a bit because you're you're like this competition yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, before David was going to come to Dubai, he was actually, you were, you were thinking of doing like the six month thing in Antarctica or the Arctic? Yeah. Like, oh, no, that, that? That, was, that, was, that was a long time ago. That was yeah. back in Australia where it was essentially, um, there were back, I was an electrician back in, in Australia and they were hiring um, Sparkies to basically fly over to Antarctica and work yeah. there for six months. And I was thought, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this is the, the dream. Um, you know, what an experience where that is probably pretty scary for yeah. people that want some sort of yeah. human interaction. How important are shared values? Yeah, really important. Yeah. I think um, we we share a lot of values. There's a lot of things that we actually disagree on, um, but they're not major, um, they're not major deal breakers. Um, and we've yeah. learned a lot from each other and um, come in and we, we have debates. But yeah, the, I mean, the only values that we, we don't share are such small, minor, maybe political things, which we can just have healthy you know, debates over. But yeah. the, the values, the, the major ones that we actually care about are, yeah. are, you know, so important. And we've just been lucky that we've kind of just agree on pretty much everything when it comes to, yeah. you know, uh, moral values and 
and what we want for the future and and things like that there's no there's no there's no major flaw I, it it feels bad because i guess it would be more educational if we did have some sort of um i think shared values are really really important because in my last relationship we didn't have any shared values and there was love and this is another thing is that like is love enough in a relationship and i don't think it is because like you can love someone but if you don't have enough shared values or fundamental beliefs that align with each other i don't think the relationship would ever work yeah yeah i mean we we were talking about this the other day in that i'm more pessimistic about pe- the future of people's relationships and i think that if you're like if you're genuinely looking for a partner that you're going to spend the rest of your mm-hmm. life with then you need to scrap love and how attracted you are to them and all those things and just realize that you know in 60 years you're probably going to hate this person are you low-key <laughs> saying you're not attracted to me? <laughs> no no I'm, I'm saying i'm saying you know that that all uh-huh. falls away when yeah. in it, when you're when you're 89 and you've been living together for you know 60 years and you you need to make sure that the person you're with isn't isn't going to become your enemy yeah just because all of a sudden now you know love has fallen away and and um yeah and you know we're both old and and wrinkly yeah and that's why i also think like friendship plays a huge factor Mm. in love and like how good a marriage is too and like relationship and i think you know even looking at our relationship it was a good relationship from the start, mm. but it really blossomed and we really turned into our own selves in this relationship as our friendship grew with yeah. each other. Um, I'm, I'm starting to believe that these aren't even questions people sent through. This is just some <laughs> secret way of making you talk about our feelings. Because that is actually one thing we argue about is that we never talk about a relationship enough and this maybe this is just a secret it's, way of... It's a secret. Yeah, this secret is, we're, we're not even recording right now, are we? <laughs> Moving on, how do you handle fights? How do as like us as a couple? Okay, yeah. Um, I well, there's there's it depends on what mood I'm in, but there, there's yeah. there's two different ways. Either one, which is, you know, I'm super understanding and you know I'm happy to talk through it, and that's I guess when I'm in a good mood. And mm-hmm. then there's the other one, which I just want to. I know in my mind and I know that it's just going to go on, just going to go on for hours and hours because of the mood I'm in. So I just go into kind of say shut down mode and say, let's not talk about this for another six hours and let's, you know, calm down, calm down a bit and then let's, let's communicate, which you don't really like, but I guess you. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that, you know, we've reached a balance and I think it's become a healthier balance now because I'm someone when, I'm upset or angry I'm also my anxiety peaks and I'm sort of like I have to talk about it now or like the world's gonna come crashing down and you're someone who's like I think it's best we like calm down a little bit especially like if you feel like you're getting in a bad mood you don't want to not that you cross the line but like you don't think it's worth getting our emotions even worse Mm. so you sort of like let's take some time and cool off and then talk about it and like us sort of being the opposite has forced us to like compromise where there's certain situations where you're like, okay, I can see Andrew really would prefer to talk about it now and you're understanding. And then there are other times where like, okay, we both need to calm down. So we just like give it some time, sleep on it, or you do your thing. I do you, 
my thing and we come together and talk about it, which has worked out. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird because you always hear, you know, people's number one um, secret to a healthy, you know, relationship is never sleep on an argument or something like that. And I used to be that person. But, but I think that probably a rule of thumb is pr- is probably the right thing to say but you know we've had some times where i've just been like i'm going to sleep and then we, w- we wake up and it's just yeah. kind of like what the hell were we even angry about like, and i'm so like, happy we just kept yeah. quiet and went yeah, to yeah, sleep yeah, yeah. because you wake up the next morning and you're just like that what like one hour conversation we would have had trying to like talk through our emotions when they're peak and we're not being rational yeah wouldn't have been worth it yeah um, so yeah, like I was someone who was very aggressively like, we can't go to bed angry with each other type mm. of thing to now being like, let's try our best. <laughs> David's That's looking just... at me like, hmm? yeah, David, yeah, I will, remember David will go to sleep. I will try my best to go to sleep over yeah. it. But, um, one thing I will add is that because I have anxiety, one thing that like David and I try to do is like, even if we are angry and we say we're going to sleep over it we do hug each other and sort of be like, reaffirm like, hey, I love you. It's okay. Like, it'll be fine. Even if we're like actually angry with each other and then we'll turn around or like still cuddle each other while we're angry and sleep because at the end of the day, we're a team, right? Mm. And because I have anxiety, like sometimes I need that reassurance that even though we're not talking about it now, we're fine Mm. or we're going to be fine. And that's something I appreciate. If your partner had close friends of the opposite sex, how would you feel? Um, I, I don't have an issue with it. I yeah. mean, you've, you've got, you've got friends, you know, you've got mm-hmm. best friends, which are of the, um, opposite sex and it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I think that if it did bother... the correct word to say is opposite sex or gender, but like gender. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, if it did bother me, then I don't think it, obviously, you know, some people are over insecure and I get that. You know, yeah. if it did bother me, then I think it would be reveal more about a relationship than it would, you know, either of us. Obviously, some people are very, very insecure because they've had, you know, bad experiences in, in the past. But, yeah, I guess you've got to, to find a way to trust your partner because yeah. there's... You want your partner to be able to have platonic relationships with the other gender, right? Because, like, if their only interaction with the other gender is sexual or flirty or, like you know, something that's not platonic, then like, that's not a good sign. They should be able, yeah, they should be able to discover how to have just normal friendships with the other gender. All right. The last question, which I know David's already just going to go red answering. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to answer. How do you keep things exciting? I think you said there wouldn't be any of these questions included. No, I mean, how do we keep things exciting? Um, it's tough because I'm a robot. <laughs> we don't take things too seriously. It's, we're honest about what we want. Andre is always putting butt plugs on <laughs> Please. I think I have a younger audience though. <laughs> and we're going to wrap it up over there. I hope you guys had a great time listening to us answer your questions and maybe give some insight. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to having David as a guest on this podcast again we just thought it would be fun to answer some general relationship questions before we so you guys can get an idea about us as individuals on how we um navigate love and relationships and as a couple also 
before we delve into like bigger, more in-depth uh, topics and discussions. So yeah, looking forward to having David. Thank you for giving you very, very important time yeah. sitting down here yeah. with me. Exactly. All right. I think I think um, I think one thing is which is important is just the fact that I mean we're not a perfect relationship. Yeah. You know, some of, we haven't had a lot of issues that normal couples have, you know, around jealousy or things like that. Things have been pretty easy, but we've had, you know, lots of lots of other troubles. So we're nowhere near perfect. Thanks for having me on. No, it was great having you on, and you know, I'm excited to see where our episodes go with your guest featuring. Yeah, so yeah, cheers. tune in soon, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.